friend. Welcome to the Intuitive Mother Podcast. The podcast created to capture, explore, and navigate the journey of coming home to your truth, owning your intuition, and connecting to our teenage daughters along their path. I'm your host, Angie Shaver, wife, mom of two teen daughters, intuitive life coach, Reiki healer, and spiritual joy seeker. Each week, we'll come together and chat, just as we would, on my sofa, side by side, sharing sacred space. It is my hope to help guide and inspire other moms by offering insights, interviews, and straight-up truth to guide your questions, worries, and celebrations with a friendly voice and healing vibe. Our time to go inside is now. Let's go. everyone. Welcome back to the Intuitive Mother podcast. And I want to first and foremost, apologize for our missed week last week. If you follow me on Instagram, if you follow me in my Facebook group, then you know that we had an emergency with our puppy, which has actually felt like four months of emergencies with our puppy. And the day that I was set to record this was a day that he ended up going in for emergency bladder surgery. And therefore, this episode got pushed back a week. So I just thank you for your grace in waiting for this episode, for knowing that I'm coming back and showing up in full force, but that there are moments in life that our family needs to take that priority and our self-care has to take the priority. So I knew when I came home that day and I was set to record that I was exhausted and I was in no way, shape or form going to show up here on the podcast how I would want to show up for you. So I felt like it was better to give myself self-care and time and relax into everything that had just happened and my worries about him and wait and just give the week some breathing room and come back with this new episode. So let me tell you, in this episode, I am super excited to talk about this. The episode has been inspired by a Mel Robbins post on her Instagram, I believe is where I first saw it. And I then shared about it in my Facebook group. So if you are not part of the Intuitive Mother Collective, you need to come join us there. That is my new group. I show up raw and real. I show up even when the puppy is in surgery in that group and um, no makeup, morning hair, and just talk to you mother to mother about our lives as women, as moms, moms of teenagers and all the struggles in between and all of the amazing pieces of our life in between as well. So you need to be a part of the Intuitive Mother Collective. You can find the link in the notes for this show and you can just pop on over to Facebook, ask to join. There's like three simple questions and then I just know who you are, a little bit about you, and um, we'll let you into the group. So I hope you join us there soon. And um, because that's really where a lot of the good stuff in between shows up. So I hope you join so that you can be a part of that conversation. 
But let's get started today with this episode because it's big. And it's big because this has taken on a huge portion of my life and I've always known it, but I probably didn't pick up on how much this portion of what I do on a daily basis is feeding into how I mother and how my daughters are living their life. So this is all about people pleasing. And as I said, Mel Robbins posted on Instagram something to the effect of people pleasers usually start out as parent pleasers, right? Like my mind was sort of blown because I never really thought about it that way. I never thought that my people pleasing tendency started way back when I was a child and, you know, just snowballed from there through my life. And then the second thing that hit me was, holy crap, if I have been people-pleasing and I was parent-pleasing as a child, I have likely passed this down to my children and I want to make sure that I focus on reteaching them and myself to let go of the people-pleasing and do my truth, honor myself, and move forward in that way. So... Does that sound like you? Are you a people pleaser? And if you are a people pleaser, can you take a second and think back to your childhood and do you notice where you started parent pleasing? Do you still carry this with you today? Because I actually think we all do. And I think that this has been a long term societal issue. It's not like any one of our parents set out and said, oh, hey, I think I'm going to like cause this lifelong wound for our child to go through and make them want to please me. Okay, I'm sure there's some parents who did set out with intent to force a child to always do what they wanted. But my heart believes that most often, our parents taught us people-pleasing because it was the best they could do. They were dealing with their own situations. They were also dealing with parent-pleasing passed down to them. So if you see this, it's trickling down from generation to generation to generation. We have been parent-pleasing. We have been people-pleasing. And they just did what they knew to do and how to raise us. And they didn't realize that anything that maybe they would ask for us to do for them and then there would be guilt associated or make us feel like we're not good enough or um, that we're not worthy of love or we're not you know, worthy of hanging out with our friends or whatever, they, they didn't necessarily recognize that that was passing down a wound. And I am a firm believer that in most cases, our parents were operating from that place without the recognition of what they were saying and doing was causing us harm in a way of like mental health harm, emotional health, 
Um, and they certainly just, you know, they didn't want to set us up for this lifetime of feeling like we have to please everyone. As a matter of fact, I would bet that if we went back to our moms and our dads and we said, you always made me feel like I needed to please you, they would be dumbfounded because they probably didn't realize, you know, they didn't realize they were doing it and they certainly didn't realize it was something we were bringing with us into our our adult life. So how is all of that pertaining to the Intuitive Mother podcast and the collective? And I'll tell you, I, I think like we are the generation to break that chain of continuously people pleasing and continuously passing down the parent pleasing and that it's okay to do that because it's not. And we can no longer live unconsciously aware, not aware, <laughs> that we're doing this harm to our child by setting up the circle of parent pleasing because the parent-pleasing circle truly does, like Mel Robbins said, turn into the people-pleasing circle. And as I mentioned on my Facebook group the other day, we don't want our children to be people-pleasers because when they're teenagers, maybe that suddenly means that they feel like they have to please their boyfriend or girlfriend, or they have to drink underage in order to fit in and please their friends, right? Like that that's not the behavior that we want to cultivate in our children. And so we have to consciously make the decision to look at how we've been raising them and how we've been living our lives. Because sometimes it's that passed down subconsciously that they didn't they're just noticing what we're doing and we didn't set out to raise them with the mindset that they need to be people pleasing, but they're noticing that we are still people pleasing or parent pleasing. And I got to tell you, my oldest especially has called me out on this multiple times that I tend to do what other people want me to do. Um, you know, I feel like that's how I maybe at one point found love or wanting to be in a, so a social circle or, you know, within a group of people at work, like you sort of buy into your net within that group by making yourselves worthy by pleasing them and what they want. And I can think of so many times in my life that this has happened um, at work when I used to work out of the home at the local hospital as a case manager. I most certainly would take on more than my counterpart if they had to run off and do something or whatever. I would never say no. I just wanted to please everyone. And... You know, it's from that to like the silly trivial things like picking family movie night and everybody voicing what movie they want and me just being like, whatever, you know, whatever you want to watch. I'm cool with I'm cool with it. And then 
An hour later, we're sitting watching a murder mystery, and while I like some murder mysteries, sometimes, to be honest, they give me panic attacks, and my heart starts palpitating. And then I'm like, hmm, this isn't really comfortable for me, but I've never said that to anyone. And so I will say this past week when it was family movie night, I saw The Secret Dare to Dream with Katie Holmes up in whether it was Netflix or Hulu, I don't know. But I saw that advertised and I was like, mm, that's the movie we're watching. And I didn't even care if no one else wanted to watch it. But that's huge because I am not someone who typically lives my life not caring what other people think or not caring if someone else wanted to watch a different movie. I always give in and people please. It's just how I have lived because it's stemming from the parent pleasing as I did as a child into the people pleasing as an adult. So I'm clearly setting the example for my daughters. As I said, they have called me out on it, especially my oldest. And there was definitely a moment in my 30s where I was like, this is what I need to do to, you know, take steps forward in feeling better about myself. And while I didn't realize that was linked to people pleasing, it certainly was it, you know, taking steps to feel more whole and connected and happy in my own womanhood, in my marriage, in my motherhood, were all steps that then led to disassembling the people pleasing. And it's hard because it's still going to pop up from time to time. I mean, if we have lived 35, 40, 45, 50 years of people pleasing, and now suddenly we, you know, go on a journey and within and we start to disassemble and excavate and dig into the wounds that we've been carrying with us for years. It's hard. It's hard to, you don't just snap your fingers and say, okay, well, tomorrow I'm done people pleasing. Clearly that's not the case. And so, yes, I still have a tendency to revert into people pleasing instead of owning who I am and what I want. And I think there's like a middle ground because when we're in a marriage, when we're in motherhood, when we are in a close friendship or um, a relation to, you know, our parents, our, you know, employee, not employees, but like our coworkers, of course, there's some give and some take, but that is totally different than people pleasing and parent pleasing and making someone feel guilty in order to get them to do something that you want them to do. Or, you know, I think I was just reading an article about parent pleasing and people pleasing and just, you know, it's deceptive in many ways, yet I also believe, like I said, most parents did not realize that's what they were doing when they were raising us and we were becoming the people pleasers that we are today. But, um, you know, there's so many wounds that it gets into when you're older. And my role, I truly believe, is to coach women to come home to themselves, to put the pieces back together that felt jumbled up for so many years and disconnected, which in turn allows us the safe foundation to 
work on our own internal wounds from our childhood, most likely, and be the mother, the woman, and the wife of our dreams. And in order to do that, I have focused on intuitive mothering, intuitive living, intuitive womanhood, intuitive marriage. And with all of that, when I approach people pleasing, I would like to sit down with clients or, you know, I even do this in my own life and say, okay, have I passed this trait down to my child? And that trait being the people pleasing. And am I setting that wrong example? And not to feel bad about it, because again, it's just something that the cycle brought it along with me. It was what I was used to. And then, clearly I didn't realize I was creating wounds, but what can I do about it going forward? So if I know that I am, I've people, I've been a people pleaser, and that I was a parent pleaser, then most likely I was operating like that for at some point in my daughter's childhood, which I was, so I'm right there with you. And I have then been operating from that wound of not being good enough or not being worthy of my own opinions, my truth, um, what I want. And I've been pushing it down, pushing it down, pushing it down, and setting that example for my daughters, which is exactly what I don't want to do because in this role of coaching, I truly want to break that chain, that generational chain that we feel connects way back to how we were parented, how our parents were parented, and so on and so forth, all the way back, multiple generations. We bring these wounds along with us. We bring the way we parent along with us. And until we wake up and say, okay, this is not how I'm going to parent. I do not want to cause that same wound. I do not want my kids to think they have to be parent pleasers. I don't want them to be people pleasers in general. Do I want them to be kind, loving, considerate, compassionate women? Of course, but not people pleasers, not at the expense of themselves. And that is key. How much, you know, I feel like that's the tipping point of are we meeting in the middle ground or are we people pleasing? Because when we're people pleasing, we are likely, we are moving into doing what others want at the expense of our happiness. And do we see that in our daughters, our children? Do we see it in our husband? Do we see it in our mother? And we know that, gosh, we would love to even see her release some of that hold on herself for having to be a certain way, act a certain way, and just be free. I feel like when we release the people pleasing, we are finally able to be free to be ourselves. And it's time, it's time to step into freedom to be ourselves, freedom to connect back to who we are and stop the people pleasing and stop teaching our daughters to carry that with them. And I do want to make note that while I think a lot of this, 
you know, they're catching on because they see the example we set within ourselves and how we're operating in family groups, friend groups, and whatnot. This is also something that we are teaching them because we're actually putting them in the position to be parent pleasers. How many of you know someone who is in a sport or dance or music or an artist? It doesn't matter what they're involved in. Or maybe they're on a certain path to a certain college that, you know, dad wants them to go to. Mom's alma mater. Okay. And they can't, they, they, they hate it. They hate the sport that they play. They hate the college that they're at. They hate the path that they're on. All because they were people-pleasing. They were parent-pleasing. They felt like they couldn't say no. They felt like they couldn't even express what would be the best for them. What made them happy? And I feel like that is where society has set ridiculously high standards. And these standards have set up us as parents and our children to believe that they have to please everyone instead of themselves. Excuse me. And that if they don't, they're not good enough. They're not worthy. You know, if they don't go to college, you're not worthy. You're not good enough. You, I guess you couldn't get into college. And I feel that is something that I believe we have passed down. It was passed down to us and then we passed it down to our kids. And if we don't step up and make a conscious decision and say, this is crap, we're not going to raise our kids to believe that they're not good enough just because they're choosing an alternative path. And it doesn't even need to be called an alternative path because we each just have our own journey and our own path. But until we wake up as parents and we say, okay, we're done parent pleasing, we're done people pleasing, and we're certainly done passing that on to our kids because we want our kids to be 30, 40, and so on and have this free feeling to be who they want to be, to that they look at their lives and say, this is exactly, I, I love this. And it doesn't mean that they don't change or you know, decide to change their career at some point. But the truth is they're more likely to decide to change that career if they feel like they have that support, if it's been taught to them that they are allowed to do what they want, to go for their happiness, if they are enough, that they are loved, that they are worthy, seen, and heard from their parents, from their spouses, from their friends, from their guidance counselors, from their teachers, everyone who impacts them. They're more likely to step onto the path of happiness and away from the people-pleasing and the parent-pleasing. And then we get to witness the greatest becoming within our children. I truly believe that. When we give them that space to be who they are and to stop pleasing us, they become 
who they are meant to be. And that is always at the core, a happy person. And so what can we do to cut down on these high standards? First and foremost, start listening. Start the conversation with your child. Are they happy? Open up the communication. Are you, you know, have you ever done that? Are you asking the deep questions? Do you intuitively notice when something's off? And if you do, does it scare you? Or are you willing to like dig a little deeper and find out why maybe they're acting out, why they're shutting down, why your relationship with them is suddenly feeling heated at this certain stage in teenager years than ever before? Are you slowing down enough and having those deep conversations? Are you intuitively guiding the conversations within and also intuitively teaching them to intuitively listen to themselves? Um, if you do not feel like you're doing that or you don't even know what I'm talking about or where to get started on intuitive listening and intuitive mothering, reach out. I would love to just walk you through a quick you know, process as to what I do to make sure, because I can feel it in my body. We all have these sensors that we know we're operating from an intuitive place, from our deepest inner knowing. So connect with them. Two, stop people pleasing in your own life. Just try your best. <laughs> it's hard when we're in our 40s and we are suddenly like, you know, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not doing what everyone else wants me to do. I know I'm worthy enough. I know that I can be happy living in this lifestyle or that lifestyle. And it doesn't matter to me if my mom disagrees or my dad disagrees or my grandmother disagrees or even if my husband doesn't agree all the time. This is who I am. And those that love me will stick around and will come around and will understand each other because we love each other. And those that don't, oh, well, see you later. Goodbye. Okay, so stop people pleasing in your own life. And when you do that, you're setting the foundation for your daughters to notice that you are no longer people pleasing and that you are owning your own truth and honoring your truth and you're happy. And that is huge for them to see. I, I firmly believe that a lot of times what we're forgetting as parents is that not only do the conversations matter and the time spent one-on-one, -on -one, but how we are choosing to live in our own life takes even a bigger impact because they're watching. They're imitating us. They're, they're just noticing everything we do, how we interact, when we feel off, when we're happy. You know, I, I imagine, I mean, this can't just be happening in my house because this is how my daughters are. If I'm, if I'm down, they know. And it's not because I necessarily say anything, but they're, they're watching. They're watching how my husband and I interact on a regular basis. I guarantee you that interaction is going to be taken into their relationships with their significant others as they get older. They are watching how I interact with friends and they're gonna take that into their friendships. 
they're watching how we operate as a family. And they're going to take that when they raise their own family. So we're setting the foundation. And we want to set that foundation strong and have the conversations and know that some of those conversations come back to us having conversations with ourselves and our spouse and how we want to be interacting, how we want to be showing up on a daily basis so that they see us in our best self, in the self that's taking care of ourselves and has the, you know, just best days and doesn't mean you can never have a bad day, but that we're, we're showing up each and every day for who we are. We're not out of alignment because then they're going to follow in our footsteps and they're going to choose to not live out of alignment. So if you need to, tip three, reteach yourself how to come home and into alignment, reteach your daughter, follow the joy and the happiness in that reteaching. It's hard when we haven't been taught to follow happiness, to understand our truth and to go with that instead of pleasing the world. It's especially hard when it's a parent and we've maybe set the stage for you have to please us by doing XYZ, going to the best college, taking the best major, being on a sports team all four years. You know, our one daughter, I've shared this many, many times, she quit swimming one year into her high school swimming career and that's fine. It, it wasn't lighting her up anymore. Our other daughter is a musician and she always, always has dreamed of moving to Nashville and being a big star. And we are very, always very open. Do Is that still a path you want? It's going to be a, um, you know, a, not a hard journey, but a path that's going to take a lot of resilience and um, passion. And we have that conversation. And if one day she says, I don't want to do this, I've tried, my husband and I have tried to set that foundation and the stage that if that comes up, she knows that she's not doing something to please us and that she should follow her own heart. And that is part of setting that foundation with them when they're young. Start them young in setting that foundation that they don't have to please us all the time. You know, maybe it's like when they're little kids and you're offering, do you want a strawberry, you want a blueberry? And we're like pushing the strawberry or whatever it is. Or, oh, they want to take karate, but we want them to take dance. So we push into dance. Okay, well, or we say like, oh, but mommy was a dancer and I really wish you were a dancer too. Okay, trigger your already setting them up to want to do what you want them to do because they don't want to feel bad or hurt your feelings. And it's a lot. But being an adult and operating from a place of true happiness that you have been able to grow up with a foundation so strong doesn't mean that there's never days where there's a slip up and that you or your child don't live in a people pleasing mode. But if you can get to alignment and you can raise your kids to be aligned to their truth and their happiness, then I feel like it 
starts to dismantle the people pleasing and the parent pleasing in an ex, you know, that's in excess right now that they're doing on a regular basis because they're feeling pushed and guilty and not worthy of owning who they are. So I invite you to take the time and think about, were you a parent pleaser? Do you people please? Do you set that example for your children? Do you see it in them? Do you see them already trying to parent please you? I know I see my daughters have tried to parent please me and my husband in the past. And to be honest, it's not like I intentionally tried to make them feel like they should do that. And that's why going back to the beginning of this podcast, I said, I believe wholeheartedly our parents didn't set out to say, oh, I'm going to make them do everything I want them to do because, you know, I, I'm just that much better. No, it, it was, it's just naturally passed down the way we maybe chat with them or the examples that we set in how we live our own life. And the things that were said to us, we then say to the, our children. And the next thing you know, we are all in a vicious cycle of parent pleasing, which leads to the people pleasing per Mel Robbins that I 100% back. And um, wow, like it, it was just eye opening to me because I never really thought about it that way. Um, you know, I have a very good relationship with my mom. So it wasn't like something stuck out that I thought, oh, yeah, I was, a, you know, that's right. This time, this time, this time, this time. I mean, I can see it because I can see that I even set that stage up for my children. So then I had to go back. And honestly, for me, it was like coming into my own alignment so that I was happy and that I felt connected to my truth and then was teaching that by example to my daughters that you no longer have to people please and that it is okay if there's moments where you're still grabbing hold of that and owning it and you know you fall into the old cycle but just being aware of that trap can make all the difference so like i said i invite you to sit down think about were you a parent pleaser are you a parent pleaser do you set the stage up for your kids to be a parent pleaser are you people pleasing what foundation are they seeing as they move into the next stage of their life whether you have little kids or older kids you know we can always do something today that will set that stage up for them to live a more healthy well-rounded emotional, mental, physical, spiritual state as they move into the next phase of their life. So I invite you to really dig into that one, lean into it. I bet you'll remember moments that will come flashing back to you when you felt like you needed to parent please or people please. And then open up the conversations with your daughters and, and sons. Um, I know I often open up the floor for conversation with my kids and I own my quote unquote mistakes and the places where I have fallen short. Um, because guess what? None of us are perfect. And I think that's the best thing for them to realize is like, Hey, mom doesn't think she's perfect. I don't have to think I'm perfect. I don't have to be perfect. Mom's not perfect. And that in itself relieves some of the pleasing, right? So sit into that. Have a great week. 
I cannot wait to bring next week's episode to you because it's another one that I am really passionate about, which is marriage and motherhood in the teen years, like mothering your teenagers and marriage and those side by side. So I can't wait to bring that to you next week. Again, invite your friends to this podcast. Invite your friends to the YouTube channel, to the Facebook group. I am going to have a um, workshop coming in the next couple of months. I'm just narrowing in on all of the details of the workshop and then I will release that. But the first people that always find out are in my Facebook group, the Intuitive Mother Collective with Angie Schaefer. You can find a link to it on my Instagram, a link to it here on this YouTube video or the podcast, whichever way you're watching this here today. And share the podcast and let me know that you have, that you've sent some friends to it. Leave a review. I am so blessed by those of you that have followed me for almost a year now. And I can't believe it's been a year. I absolutely love coming in and just sharing with you everything that I've learned over the years that I have gone on my own deep inner healing journey and how that has truly impacted myself as a woman, as a mother, and as a wife. So I will be back next week. I look forward to seeing you then, and I hope you are all having a fabulous October. Bye-bye.